The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. You will have heard if you were listening earlier on, we were discussing with Joe Shea and Jonathan Healy the increasing conflict in uh, Gaza as Israel pummels them. According to the Irish Times, Israel pounds Gaza as UN calls for truce. And the result of that pounding of Gaza has been that the um, territory is now effectively cut off in communications terms. They have no internet access. There's very, very, very limited cell phone access. So it is very difficult to get a good understanding of what is happening within the region. And at the same time, as truth is difficult to establish, Claims are being made by both sides as to what has occurred. The Israeli military saying that it has killed the head of Hamas's aerial wing. Meanwhile, Hamas saying, according to the Irish Times, that its fighters in Gaza are ready to confront Israeli attacks with full force. This coming after Israel's military widened its air and ground attacks on the Palestinian enclave. Uh, We're joined by security and defence analyst uh, Declan Power. Declan, good morning to you. Good morning, Anton. How are you? I'm very good. Can you give us a a sort of a sense of where we are at? Because a lot has happened overnight. We've seen the communications um, damages that have been done by the Israeli bombardments. We've seen the first Israeli incursions or significant incursions in terms of a ground attack. And we've seen Hamas release those threatening statements. What's your analysis of where we're at? I think we're teetering right on the precipice of a full-spectrum attack by uh, Israeli forces into Gaza uh, and direct confrontation with Hamas, the the next phase of their operations to directly confront, degrade and destroy Hamas. Actually, the degradation side of the operation has been largely taking place. And it's against that backdrop that you can understand, and I emphasize understand, not condone, but one can understand Uh, the comms blackout, the communications blackout. Uh, A lot has been written about it from the perspective of the uh, humanitarian side of things, which of course is understandable because undeniably civilians uh, will suffer. But the reason Israel is pursuing that uh, is a very straightforward uh, military one. They want to ensure that Hamas uh, do not have the communication resources necessary to conduct effective Uh, defense and indeed offense operations once uh, Israeli forces uh, enter in on the ground because they know Hamas have an asymmetric advantage here in this type of conflict. Uh, Fighting in built-up areas or FIBIO as it's known or military operations in urban terrain are extremely difficult to uh, command and control as anybody who's been a soldier and trained in that area knows. It's exhausting and difficult and the advantage that Hamas have, unlike in a lot of other Fibua type situations. They've they've had time. They've prepared for this. They have a network of tunnels. They have networks of interconnected strong points that are uh, that are coordinated in terms of defensive operations. So by Israel denying them any means by which they would have been able to communicate using mobiles, using electronic means, using online means, uh, takes takes them down a notch in their ability to be a, a, a potent and force. In in that context, what about the impact on where most of the the global concern will be, which is the impact on civilians? We know that Hamas is an embedded guerrilla force within a civilian population. We know that Hamas has a tendency, if you want to use the pejorative term, to use civilians as human shields for their militants. In the context of Israel invading, as you described, does that mean that we are likely to see grotesque humanitarian consequence? Uh, Grotesque is one way of putting it. Certainly... um an escalation, I would say, of the suffering that we have seen. And I think we must be quite clear about it. It's not that 
Hamas have had a tendency. It makes it sound like it's a, an option that they use. Hamas's entire strategic footprint is based on the fact that they have welded them or wedded them, themselves into the civilian community. So it makes it well nigh impossible for an adversary to attack them without doing uh, you know, without collateral damage that awful phrase but it's without damage to civilians without uh, killing civilians israel stick by their guns on this they maintain that they're not out to kill civilians or to to hurt civilians they're out to destroy hamas and uh, it so happens that hamas have have threaded themselves through civilian infrastructure and population so you know, it, if you can stand back for a moment and be uh, objective and dispassionate in the analysis of the conflict most of uh, what the Israelis say is, is probably, just based on my own experience of the Middle East, true about the attacks coming from civilian areas beside schools, beside hospitals. Um, and therefore, they feel they have the right to uh, respond to the area of the attack. And this kind of stuff happened back in the 90s in Lebanon. And there was uh, the Oslo Accords came out of it, these, this agreement signed that neither side would use civilian uh, civilian infrastructure or areas to either launch attacks or respond to those attacks. And you could argue that with that knowledge in mind, really no um, <clears throat> democratically mandated nation state should go to war on those on those grounds that they're obviously they have have to defend themselves. But there are maybe more uh, subtle and lateral means. I would argue the unilateral system of bringing in the international community to agree to uh, dismantle and destroy Hamas would have been a better system. It would have been a more long-term system. But I think politics <coughs> excuse me, is at the heart of this. The Netanyahu government, who have always propounded a hard-edged set of security solutions to uh, dealing with threats from Gaza, uh, was found wanting. Those hard edges, hard edge solutions did not work, but they're, they're following up with a more harder edge solution. And it's largely to take the focus off their own failures in the first place, I would argue. Well, that's and interesting. Course, that, that, that's interesting. That, that, that matches the analysis that we had from our, our panel earlier on that there is a, I think Jonathan Eady was making the point at how much there is a political incentive, at least in the short term, in some of the actions that we're seeing. Declan, time is against us. I appreciate your analysis this morning. That is uh, Declan Power Security and uh, Defence Analyst. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.